The following program is intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. The views expressed are those of the panelists and not necessarily those of the sponsors. Comcast, the Salt Lake Tribune, Simmons Media, the Utah Symphony Orchestra, MSN.com, any school district, their respective managements, owners, or employees. Thank you for choosing GeekShowPodcast.com. This program is free of charge, and we want to thank our benefactors who pay for this party every week. PCLaptops.com. The show is recorded and produced on a very special custom PC laptop from our Lord and Savior, Dan Young, also known as Dan the Laptop Man. He just made our PC laptop so much bigger and better, I believe it is self-aware. You will not get prepackaged big box type stuff or service at PC Laptops. Dr. Volt's Comic Connection, the friendly comic book store in Salt Lake City. We get a lot of questions sent to our Facebook pages and Twitter, questions about comic books. I have a suggestion. Call and talk to the guys at Dr. Volt's. Not only do they work there... But they're fans of the stuff, and they can sell. They sell it, and they can help you out with a with a smile. SecretCompassCollectibles.com. If you're like us, you're serious about your geeky passion. They've got the highly sought after, high quality stuff and service. Everything from statues, prop replicas, and costumes. Again, only the high quality. Click on SecretCompassCollectibles.com and start your wish list. And our brand new sponsor, Trails Gentlemen's Club in Salt Lake City, where every Thursday night is cosplay fantasy night. Starting at 8 p.m., every fanboy's dream comes true. Your favorite superheroines and fantasy beauties take it all off just for you every Thursday night. Go to trailsclub.com and take a look-see. Geek Show says hey, and Geek Show says thank you. I want neon lights and nipples on your suit. Okay. We uh, threw some of yours away. He was handling at his 12, lightsaber. I, I think I know what you're referencing, and it blew my fucking mind. Get show, get show. So, without the gay characters, Glee wouldn't be gay. Especially you Polynesian children. So there's like hot chicks dressed in like Star Trek uniforms. Star Trek. I do not believe in voodoo. But I will tell but. you this. The dead <laughs> walk the streets of Carrefour. Geekshowpodcast.com and welcome back to the basement, y'all. Yeah, yeah. Uh, thrilled to be here. Uh, let's see. We got. Let's uh, quickly introduce the panel. We got a lot to get to today on this program. We. Uh, I, I want to talk about gay superheroes in the second half of the show and, and the Star Wars 35th anniversary. <laughs> Yay! Uh, but uh, here is our panel producing today because Too Tall Tony learned what his dick was for. Uh-oh. It's, oh, hey, buddy. It's, it's Lee George Kate, everyone. Hello. Uh, let's see. Uh, Scott Pierce, TV critic. Salt Lake Tribune. SLTrib.com at Scott D. Pierce. Click on the damn stories over and over and over again. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> Please, dear God. You don't have to read them. Just click nah, on them. No, a lot of them are boring. Yeah. No, actually, hey, actually no, they're, they're not. Don't, Come on. Don't talk that way about your stories. Hey, I wrote a story about people who make their own dog food. It was very, very popular. It was fast. That. It was it popular? Were yeah, there oh, a few? It, was, it actually did very well online, and there were tons of comments. Good. All right. Glad we could help you. It was People wonderful. comment on things online? I know. Wow. I mean, most of them would say, Pierce, you're a shit. But other than that, you know. <laughs> uh, Mr. B. Hey, what's up? 7-Eleven Employee of the Month. Great, great stuff going on at the 7-Eleven. And no Thank sugar. heavens. No, no sugar. sugar. Dude, I know that commercial's annoying as shit, but god damn it. You're just selling the stuff, selling right? Selling it like crazy. Selling it left and Gang right. busters. 13 I, South. I, I, hear, I hear your sub's closing for two and a half months. That's true. <laughs> That's true. Renovation. Uh, we uh, also we introduced the new auger glass. The auger, the Slurpee. The auger glass. Oh, it's, got does, little, it's got a little. It's got a little auger on the inside of it. Like. So yeah. it, it just the Slurpee just goes around. Oh, that's great. Yeah, it's, it's okay. pretty good stuff. First, uh, you get it filled up for free. Are you making that up? No. no. Oh. The hell! I'm trying to get people to come to my 7-Eleven, 13 South, Fifth East. Uh, right. First, first uh, fill up on the auger glass. Free. 
Thank you. Thirteenth East, fifth. Just purchase south. the glass. Yeah. yeah. No, fifth no, fifth east, fifth east, thirteenth south. Yeah. yeah, and don't for don't forget to ask for Mr. B by name. It's it's you it's have to. It's five blocks from my restaurant. You'll know. Just watch for the graffiti on the side of the building. You'll know yeah. you're in the right spot. <laughs> you uh, you do have to ask for Mr. B to get all of these deals. We now offer Fago. <laughs> nice, the Juggalos will show. That's, we're saving uh, that for the second half about the <laughs> superhero. Sorry. <laughs> wow, that was a joke. All right. That was good too. Oh my god! Over here, the big movie mouth off boys, Jeff Vice and Jimmy Martin. Yay! Yay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, we're more energetic. We try than that, so really. hard. We, who's, who's distorting out on us? I'm not sure, but it's, uh, it's Shannon's mic. Shannon's mic. Because it's only when Shannon says stuff. Is it? Yeah. So I'm turning you off for the rest of the show. That's just his cool. voice. Hey, There's Bob. another one down there. Hand me this one, and we'll uh, we'll swap out. All right. We'll swap See, out Mr. B's mic. Listen, listen what you guys get here when you're do, but, listening but, to the podcast. But you know, the strange part is it's when he's talking on his own, it's not really happening. Mm. Huh. That's a lot that's of noise. Weird. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's what happens when... See, Tony, you can never get married again. I'm going to burp. Because you leave, you leave, and, and, and all this done. happens. But I like it. It's moist. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes it's <tough>. Ew. <laughs> What? Put your condom on there. Put uh, your condom on. Put right. it on. All right. Oh, you like Good that? Uh, a lot of stuff. Talking to Tony. A lot of stuff to get to. Um, the Avengers has changed everything. Every the whole uh, world, including much, my pants, several pretty times. Pretty much the whole world. I'm not. Uh, everything is is reacting to the Avengers. It just seems in the movies, <laughs> uh, and I think that we can start with GI Joe two. Oh yeah. I, honest, <laughs> I honestly think that had some. In my opinion, had something to do with the Avengers. Uh, definitely some of it. They, maybe um, they watched the movie and decided it sucked. They pushed it back. <laughs> With The Rock, Ambrose Willis? No. How could it be bad? It was going to be released mm-hmm. at the end of June, right? Yeah, Ju- I mean, July. End of July. July, somewhere around there, yeah. yeah. And uh, they pulled it. They just went, nope, nope, sorry. We'll do that in the spring. Which sucks. I want to see oh, it. Oh, but why would they do that? They, uh, they say that mm-hmm. they are uh, uh, shooting some new stuff uh-huh. and taking the time to do the 3D conversion right. Oh, thank God. Yeah, because it's all about 3D. Yeah. So, uh, so well, well. I swear it has nothing to do that Dark Knight Rises and Spider-Man no. and Prometheus are coming out, and they're not scared shitless. I think that's got a lot to do with it. <laughs> but but 3D makes a lot of money overseas. It does. It does. To be fair. So uh, yeah, so, that's so are you saying well, foreigners are dumb? Yes. <laughs> I think I think I could do the I could do the 3D conversion really cheap. Um, sorry. You're mm-hmm. you're just you're really high. I shouldn't be. You could yeah, just go in the I theater and punch higher. you in the face during various yeah. scenes. Yeah, whenever whenever there's a 3D scene, I could just throw things at the audience. Uh, it, it, here's here's the thing though is that uh, it, it, what they've started doing the movie companies is is releasing their movies overseas first, yeah. and and getting a lot of dough. Maybe there's something to Mr. Pierce's statement about overseas audiences being dumb. They will rush out and go and see things because there's no sense in our uh-huh. insulting. People, nationality by nationality. Well, we got to do. Let's just well, do the let's entire the world. non-American well, world. Well, well, it's better than waiting in a line for bread, right? And, and, <laughs> I was gonna say, what else they got to do? And for example, I was gonna shave uh, my yak, but I'll go watch the fucking Avengers, right? <laughs> Battleship don't seem too bad. Yeah, then. well, well, Battleship is not gonna make a hundred million in the U.S. No, but it Yay. did. It did really well overseas, though. Yeah, it, it yeah. made it two, made two hundred plus. I get the feeling that if the movie com- the movie companies think that if they can keep bad reviews away from the foreign markets, they mm-hmm. can make their money in the, like the first weekend before the bad reviews hit here, and and then they can say, "Well, we made our money back." Well, do you think anybody in Thailand's going to care if the American uh, press hated Battleship? Can exactly. I just, I except yeah. except <laughs> the only thing I would say is that earlier this week, and I am not making this up. I began my day, my work day, mm-hmm. by sounding stupid on the radio in New Zealand. 
because what? a New Zealand radio station called me and caught me unaware, wanted to talk about this blog I had done a week earlier that I could barely remember. <laughs> so, and I, but I'm going, seriously? That's weird. That what? was very odd. What was your blog about? It was about this guy who sang opera on America's Got Talent. And somebody read it online, and I, I think it was like some kind of classical music station in New Zealand. Oh, I was hoping it, I was hoping it was the morning zoo. But no, because no, it's like an eight. The best part is it was Good like day, an eighteen-hour difference. So by the time I started work on Tuesday morning, I had already been stupid on Wednesday. Wow! <laughs> Congratulations. It was weird. <laughs> the New Zealand morning zoo I, called I, you. <laughs> I by, love by, that. It by was, the, like, by it the, was like chipping the dingo. Oh. <laughs> uh, here, here's the other speculation about G.I. Joe retaliation. Yes. Is that it tested very poorly with audiences. Mm-hmm. Like people saying it was worse than the first G.I. Joe. Oh, shit. And and the reshoots are to put more Channing Tatum in, in the movie. Oh, no, this is a, this is a well, something. Because that'll, that'll fix it. This is something you have heard or? Yep. Oh. Yeah, but he's hunky, so people would probably watch more of why, him. Why do they want more of him? Why would that make the movie? Yeah, why would that make the movie better? I don't well, know. Have well, you seen Channing Tatum? Well, he is, I'm, he is I can't adorable. wait to go masturbate to uh, Magic Mike. Oh, I'm going to take, take Scott to it. He is adorable. Uh, anyway, so another, hey, another thing that is. That that's is, our anniversary date. <gasps> Magic Mike? Me and, me and Scott are going to go see Magic Mike. Oh, yeah. Oh. It's about the strippers. And he was never seen again. <laughs> <laughs> now, here's another thing that uh, the Marvel, uh, uh, that uh, the Avengers has changed. It did so well, mm-hmm. Marvel has thrown more money at Iron Man 3. Wow. Yeah, seriously. Yes. Uh, 28 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> That's for each ticket. They uh, Well, in Marvel money, maybe it's 28 bucks, but uh, the it, they've gone from 140 mil to 200 mil. Wow. That's, that's Titanic money. That's $60 million more. Thank you, and Mr. And you know what? <laughs> they gave that money to Channing Tatum to come and be in the movie. Did they? No, they, didn't they do some casting news for Iron Man 3? They did. Uh, yeah. Casting news, uh, the, the show Rubicon, the TV show Rubicon, anyone? anyone? Yeah. What's yeah. that? James Badge Dale is in it. Oh, he was also in um, one of them war things. He'll be playing the villainous Eric Savin. Or Cold Blood. Who? Cold Blood? Who's yeah. that? Yeah, that's uh, that's a good question. It was part of the whole Armor Wars thing in Iron Man. Oh, okay, whatever. So, uh, yeah. So, uh, well, I think I saw Firepower was cast yesterday. Also, too. Ashley yeah. Hamilton has been cast as Firepower. So you've got two two of the armor sets. So they could. Are they going to do like the extremists with with the uh, with the uh, armor? Wars? Shitty probably, names probably. Who's Ashley Hamilton? It's George Hamilton's kid. So the one who used to be married to Shannon Doherty. Yep. Okay. Oh. Wow, he's talented. Wow. So yeah. did, did he spend the whole relationship with her staring at her like this? <laughs> well, he was like... That, that levels out. He looked like he's bronze, her crooked eyes. He was like 19 or 20, and she was like 30-something. Uh, of course, because you know how Ashley Hamilton came about. He was cloned from some of George Hamilton's fall-off skin <laughs> from his sunburns. <laughs> so he'll be orange, too. Uh, William Sadler is uh, in an unspecified role. Well, we like him. Who, who is that? He's playing Oscar. He was in he's Prison playing- Break. Playing Oscar Goldman. Oh, no, that guy. He, he was also death in Bill and Ted too. Oh, that's that guy. true. That's true. <laughs> You'll suck up my battleship. <laughs> uh, John Favreau won't be directing, but he is back as Happy Hogan. Oh, so there's that. That's gonna Who's be directing? weird. Uh, uh, Shane, Shane Black. Black. Shane Black is directing and, and uh, writing. And writing. We've got uh, Thor two uh, casting as well. Are Matt- you Thor two? Yes. Mads that limbo contest got me. Mads Mickelson. 
He was the creepy two-eyed guy in Casino Royale. Yeah. Oh, he's a, he's he's a he was the villain. villain. Yeah, he'll be a good villain. Did you see yeah, the two-eyed guy? No, yeah, he had two eye colors. Oh, yeah. oh. <laughs> sorry. Was like, there was lots of people with two eyes in that movie. I was gonna say, was that like a Cyclops I, movie? I, I don't know. It. I don't know what the clarification part was. Sorry, I didn't say two different eye colors. How does he keep getting jobs? <laughs> We're so confused. He, had, he has Bowie yeah. syndrome. What a freak! That guy's got two eyes. He, <laughs> he doesn't care that his movie's gonna be in three D. <laughs> it's Leela. It doesn't and work. That guy. It just doesn't work for me. Uh, yeah, well, he was. He was. Uh, he'll be joining Tom Hiddleston as the antagonists in the sequel. Nice. Uh, so there's that with, with both his eyes, and 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 most of the cast is coming back. Although it's still up in the air about uh, about uh, uh, Odin, Anthony Hopkins. Uh, Anthony Hopkins, because he wants to play a villain in Red Two. He can do both. He, yeah. he's, he seems to think that he can't do both. I think he's trying to leverage a little more dough out of Marvel. I, 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 I do, too. After that Avengers money. He is Anthony Hopkins. Well, I mean, well, yeah. well let, me say, let me say what the rumors are about Mess Mickelson in, the, in Thor 2. Wasn't well, it true that, that Hopkins' whole thing is he just doesn't want to sleep through half the movie? Yeah. <laughs> you give me something just to do with his in the bed! <laughs> you know, and uh, he's Anthony Hopkins, and that used to mean something. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> just ask him. Now what's what's the theory about uh, this guy? Uh, is that he might be playing the executioner, uh, the, uh, which but, means which means the other rumors are going around is that a part is going to be offered to Ivan Strahovski from from Chuck playing the Enchantress. And oh, the reason Chuck. why this is so significant and is that when when the Enchantress and the Executioner were introduced in the Thor comics, it was because. Odin was getting tired of Thor being so distracted by Jane Foster on Earth, so he sent the Enchantress and the Executioner to uh, Kill Jane Foster. deal with her, yeah. to get her out of the way, so that Thor would focus back on, on Asgard. That doesn't sound like the Odin I know from the movie. Well, yeah, the well, one you know slept he, for 45 He was minutes. a wise king. Remember the <laughs> whole wise king speech? Odin's a dick. He, don't be a dick, mm-hmm. Odin. Well, maybe maybe, maybe Loki will have his Infinity Gauntlet staff that he can use to control Odin to Could make be. the hit. Uh, something else has happened here. John, John Carter has affected movies. Huh. <laughs> they're not going to give uh, Taylor, not gonna name, Kitch. They're not oh. going to name movies with just like a dude's name. I tell you what, it's like we got to change the name of Bob Smith. Uh, <laughs> Scott like, wow, Thompson's got to go. That Rock 103 DJ finally got a movie. Yeah. Have, okay. Uh, th- th- here's the thing: it, w- it was going to be the summer of Taylor Kitsch, but it's turned out to be the <laughs> summer of Chris Hemsworth. <laughs> the funeral of Taylor right? Kitsch. <laughs> it is the funeral of, of, of Taylor. Oh, You're saying Nick, Taylor Kitsch will be available for the Friday Night Lights movie. He will. A- 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 absolutely, unless you read Nikki Fink on Deadline Hollywood, in which she suggested after Battleship's bomb opening that his next role, the opening line would be, do you, do you want fries with that? Ooh. Oh, that's not nice. It was but going, I clocked it, I swear. It was going to be his summer, but it's Chris Hemsworth's summer now because he's got the, he's got the Avengers. Mm-hmm. He's yep. he, Cabin in the Woods. Mm-hmm. And, and then Snow White and the Huntsman. Snow White and the Huntsman. Which looks really good. Cool. I don't know if I'm convinced if he can actually swing an axe as convincingly as he swings as a he hammer. As he swings a hammer? Yeah. Well, I, I saw I, Cabin I, in the Woods, and I kept wanting him to kill things with a big hammer. It you know what? never happened. <laughs> I finally went and saw that uh, since the last uh, set of tapings and. God damn, that's a good movie. Uh, Cabin, Cabin in the Woods. Cabin in the yeah. Woods. Did that sit on the so shelf goddamn or good. something? It did. Two years. Two years. What the heck? It's so well, good. It, looking at it, though, it, it does. It's it's a unique movie. It's, it it's kind of hard to market that one. What? But I think waiting for Avengers and kind of using Joss's name is yeah. the way to do it. Well, and two things happened along the way. MGM went bankrupt, and that's who owned it. Mm. They couldn't release it. And then when Lionsgate acquired it, they tried to talk Joss Whedon into converting it to 3D. 
And he said, fuck you. Hmm. Well, Mike, my, my, I film. was advised by various people related to me that I shouldn't go to that because it was too bloody and gross, but I had more trouble with it. I always had more trouble with waiting for things to jump out and scare. Once it got to bloody and gross, it was just so over the top. It was, like, <laughs> it was good, huh? <laughs> well, between uh, the Avengers and John Carter, Hollywood is like they don't know what to do. Disney was going to do yet another Snow White movie. Huh? Uh, but okay. it was, but it was going to be a different take on it. That would make three Snow White movies. Yeah, they, it was going to be called Order of the Seven. Asia set period flick would have followed a group of warriors tasked with protecting a young woman. So it, it might have had that kind of samurai kind of feel to it. Was one know. of them going to be called you know. Shreepy? Shreepy. <laughs> <laughs> ding 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 ding! Racist alert! Racist alert! Ding 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 ding! Oh, Shreepy! Shreepy and Glumpy! Grumpy! Stop it! Stop it! You can't stop it now, Scott. It's can't. too late. I know, late. but, but we'll have people late. unhappy with us. Oh. This boat has already riffed. <laughs> oh. Hey, Bob. But you realize uh, people have been driven off the air for less. But they've decided, you know, luckily we're not on. There you go. Um, but uh, they've, uh, they've killed it. They killed that. And I, I think they should have killed, they shouldn't have even planned it, frankly, after all these other Snow White movies that are out. Because you've got. Uh, well, really, Mirror Mirror bombed. That uh, one bombed horribly. This I, Snow White is shocking because it was well. so good. This, this Huntsman could do well. It's gonna. But uh, we'll see. Uh, let's. Uh, okay. Oh, I got some TV stuff, and you, you've, you've got a recommendation for a new show coming up. Uh, yeah, I'm and far then in we'll, the future. Uh, and then we'll take a break and talk about gay superheroes and bear our testimonies about Star Wars. Uh, American Horror Story 2. I've got more information. Nice. This keeps coming down the, uh, the pike. If you're sick, stay away from the hospital. <laughs> uh, this, is, uh, this is the guy who uh, created the show. He, uh, he was talking with uh, Vulture. And uh, he said, it's going to be set in an institution for the criminally insane that Jessica Lange's character runs, which is a <laughs> really fun thing to do because you can write all of these people locked up in it. What makes someone sane or insane? Sometimes the people you think are insane are actually the most sane of all. And it's fun to write about people who society throws away. This guy talks like Dr. Seuss. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so uh, here's here's what else he says. I think that uh, who is this talking? This is the creator of the show, uh, Murphy. Okay, guy, uh, Murphy guy. So <laughs> so honestly, Ryan Murphy? Murphy take all this with a grain of thought of thought of salt because a grain of salt. Over the last three years, he said multitude of things about Glee that turned out not to be true. So. Mm, okay. Uh, he says, you're going to love seeing uh, Evan Peters, who was last season's ultimate badass bad boy. This year, he is the hero of the show. Mm-hmm. Everyone's going to look different. They're going to sound different, different accents, different time period. I haven't said this publicly, but the new season is set in the 60s. Mm-hmm. And Chloe Sevigny, for example, plays a character who was put in an asylum because she was a woman who likes sex. She's, with, she's with Vincent Gallo. She's, oh. <laughs> she's the nympho. I can only yum, tell yum. you that I've slurp, I, I slurp. think it's seventy. Um, I, seventy. I think so. All right. Um, but it is. I can tell she comes on the show and, and tells me. Correctly. No, it, I can only tell you that I'm going to say I've interviewed things. her and she scares the crap out of me. So she, she seems crazy. It, she, she really seems does. crazy. I've interviewed her too. She has a slight hunchback. Oh, did she? Did you think she was odd? Yes. Okay. I'm going to say Savigny until she comes on the show and tells me differently. Okay. Um, but uh, she's a woman who likes sex, so her husband sends her away. All the time you were able to put people away for that sort of thing. Another character is institutionalized for being a lesbian. To me, there's nothing more scary than coming up to you and saying they're going to take you away and put you in a madhouse and you have no legal rights. And there you shall stay till the end of your days. That is a real horror. 
Bum, bum, bum. I love that show. Oh, <laughs> can't wait for that. All right. James, I, I, James, Crom- <laughs> James Cromwell's the big bad? Is he? Isn't he? I haven't heard. I thought he was. I thought he was cast as the big bad. I think he's one of the doctors for yeah. sure. Cool. I've heard that. I look forward to that. Now, what's the show that you uh, saw that uh, well, I started? We, we should all check out. Well, this fall, <laughs> probably third week of September, um, I've started watching fall pilots, and and I watched a lot of ABC pilots, and the one that really I'm not supposed to review them yet, and what I saw could change before it goes on the air. That's you're, the disclaimer. You're not supposed to review them in your official publications. But I'll just tell you what what the reaction was at my house. It's it's uh, called Last Resort, and the concept is uh, an American nuclear submarine is ordered to fire on Pakistan, like nuke Pakistan. But the order comes through a secondary communications network, and they go, huh? And call for confirmation. Something doesn't smell right, so they they check it out. They try to call Washington. And there's something going on in Washington. There's an allusion to it, but we don't really know what's happening. Apparently, the president is about to be impeached. So I'm guessing Republicans. Um, But, um, (laughs) well, especially with other stuff that's going on. Anyway, uh, they call for confirmation. Uh, Some undersecretary gets on the radio and relieves the captain, orders the first officer to fire on Pakistan. When he asks for confirmation, they are attacked by another nuclear sub. What? They go to a um, an island where there's a, you know, a tropical island where there's a NATO listening post. And a polar bear. And say, this is our country. <laughs> we can tell. We have this listening post. If you come within 200 miles, we will nuke you. What? And it's... I was I was saying before I we went on that you know my son who rarely watches network television was engrossed in this my daughter who said afterwards she was playing on her phone for the first 10 minutes and then put it down cuz she got so engaged with this it looks like a movie I'm I'm you never know what's going to happen after the first hour but man I had so much fun watching this I'm glad to see Andre Brower doing something that oh, he's, I he's, oh, that he's I the like. captain yeah he's the he's the, oh, cool. the boat captain Finally, seeing doing something that I'm interested in watching. I'm interested in seeing this show. The stuff that he's been doing on television lately, I haven't been too keen on. Well, there of a there are also and, things that yeah. I, I mean, I don't want to give too much away, but there are things that happen in this hour that my mouth literally dropped open, and I thought, "Holy crap! I can't believe they did that. I never in a million years thought that that was going to happen." Hmm. Sounds good. It's called Last Resort. Last Resort. Last Resort. Nice. I will enter it into the TiVo immediately, and the TiVo will tell me the show doesn't exist Doesn't yet. exist yet. <laughs> <Have> you, <laughs> and and I will say, shut fall. up, TiVo, do it. We don't have fall premiere dates, but it's probably about the third week of September. Have probably. you seen, uh, real fast, the J.J. Uh, Abrams' new one? Um, is it Revolution? Or I just got that, and I, I have not watched it. I've heard I, it's I mean, cool. I, the, the thing that makes me think that it might be cool is that is not that J.J.'s name is, is attached no, to it. No, no. Because J.J.'s shows usually suck. I'm sorry, but, you know, I, I, name one that was good from beginning to end. Felicity. Um, <laughs> I try so right. hard Even to that. you. Um, <laughs> it's because it's the guy that did uh, uh, um, Supernatural. Oh, yeah. Oh, I mean, it's, er- it's Kripke. Well, Kripke is running this show. I don't know how much you know about it, but what I've heard, because a friend of mine uh, saw it and... He said basically it's after like an attack on on the U.S. or whatever. Well, we don't uh, at least no. The, the co- he, he's seen it. Oh yeah, he told me about it, and he said and basically it's like a world without electricity. Yes, it, and it's like fifteen years after. It's been an EMP. Uh, there are uh, there like is that, there is no ass. electricity in the world, so and um, it's like Dark Angel. Um, <laughs> and the, and it's not coming back. It's not like <laughs> the plot is. Leaf. 
we're trying to restore it. It's it's gone for good. That's cool. So yeah, oh, I, but I just cool. actually I got that like Thursday, and I didn't have to unlock it yet. That, how could it be gone for good? Then? Oh, because everybody's so stupid now they couldn't fix that's it. That's it. <laughs> oh, that's what it is. I, well, because you had... wouldn't be able to log into your iPad to see how to turn on the generators. <laughs> by, by the way, I'm able have... to Google how to fix. How <laughs> do I fix the broken world? <laughs> <laughs> I have one TV thing too. Uh, ABC didn't pick up, aka Jessica Jones. Yes, they did not. What? Bummer. They did not, uh, which is too bad. That's the uh, the comic book uh, show we wanted really bad. And I, that's alias. bullshit. I mean, I haven't seen Green Arrow yet. I'm sorry, Arrow. Arrow. Yeah. Arrow. <laughs> Arrow. I love that he actually yells Arrowed every time he hits somebody. Uh, Arrow! I don't know. I'm, I don't the Arrow. Know. I'm the Arrow. They call him Green Hoodie. I mean, the CW has 10 hours of prime time. They made changes on nine of those hours, although six of them were moving shows to new time slots. But it's like... We have one show about a lady doctor. Now we'll have another show about a lady doctor. <laughs> we're, we don't have Superman anymore, so we'll have Green Arrow. Uh, we're going to remake <laughs> the CBS series Beauty and the Beast. It's like... They are? Yeah. yeah. That was going to be hip-hop. Oh, Beauty and the Beast. Catherine. Exactly. But, it, I mean, it is a remake. So. It is. It is. It's Catherine. And it's, and it's Kristen Crick. Is uh, is beauty? Uh, Who's Crick? Who's that? She was uh, Lana Lang on the. Oh, spot. I hate her! <laughs> I I didn't. Oh, I hate that fucking bitch! Seriously. The only opinion I've ever had of her was eh, she doesn't do anything for me. Then I interviewed her at Sundance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm with you. Fuck you, <laughs> lady. There is nothing up here. They're putting nothing. her back on TV. They're putting her back. She is Catherine well, on there, Beauty and the Beast. There's no. Oh, there's up no your ru- ass, CW. There's no room for her in movies. And you know what? Ugh. Look really close. Yeah. She's got a little mustache. And a hair lip. She's got a little mustache. And hair lip. Oh, I forgot the Who other... Who plays ro- the Beast? Uh, <laughs> some guy. The other really original <laughs> program they're putting on is the prequel to Sex and the City. Yeah. Oh, Are right. you shitting me? Called the Carrie Diaries I could not make this crap up if I tried. I know. It's called Puberty in the City. I'd rather... If you want to watch a better show than that... Don't uh, so, it's the B in Apartment Twenty Three show. Wait, wait, I enjoy wait, that. Wait, I, like I was taken aback by the pilot. I had to watch the pilot a couple times. Is I it, like, but I, isn't I a, think it's really funny. A prequel to Sex and the City want to be like my friend Flicka. Huh? There's a horse. Horse, because uh, she has a horse uh, face. Uh, or or, um, or, or, or Ms. Ed. Biscuit, Ms. Ms. Ed. Yeah, Ms. Ed. All right. Uh, let's uh, let's uh, let's take a break. Let's take a break, and we'll uh, get everyone's levels fixed. And uh, after these messages, we'll be right back. Trails Gentlemen's Club in Salt Lake City, 921 South, 300 West. Legendary, I say, because well, they've been voted uh, Utah's best for ten years in a row now. But now. Legendary because of Thursday nights. Every Thursday night, every geek boy or girl, I guess, a fantasy come true. See before your very eyes, she's taking it all off for you. Your favorite superheroine or fantasy figure at Trails Club. Geek show frequents Trails for a reason. Amazing women. And you can see them at TrailsClub.com, but now they are in cosplay on Thursday nights. The most beautiful ladies. Check them out at TrailsClub.com. And don't forget, their 9-ounce top sirloin steak dinner, $5 every night until 9 p.m. Saturday is Naughty Couples Nights. The couple that goes to the strip club together stays together, is what I think all doctors say. Every Sunday at 2 p.m., they have their free Texas Hold'em tournament, giving away $400 in cash every week. That is Trails Gentlemen's Club, 921 South, 300 West. Go in there on Thursday night and tell the girls, Geek Show says hey. 
SecretCompassCollectibles.com. want to thank them for coming back on to Geek Show Podcast. Uh, we love them. They're uh, terrific. The customer service is unmatched. And uh, they got a brand new website. It's easier to lo- uh, use. It looks better. You can just search you know, like Star Wars if you want to find a Star Wars collectible or Star Trek. It's all there. Uh, here's what they're uh, pushing right now. Brand new website, easy to use. And there are uh, some products they want to tell you about. Star Wars The Blueprints, limited edition book from Epic Inc., 336 pages of production blueprints, droid blueprints, ship blueprints. The book itself is the size of a coffee table, and with these blueprints, you could probably make your own Death Star. Also, the uh, one, one scale Heath Ledger as the Joker bust from Hollywood Collectibles Group looks like he's right there in your living room. And they are taking pre-orders for the 12-inch, uh, 12-inch, 11th Doctor Who figure, limited edition figure from Big Chief. My recommendation is these 12-inch Kenner action figures by Gentle Giant. I've already got my Jawa and my 3PO and R2 are on their way. SecretCompassCollectibles.com is the website, or you can find a link on our website, SecretCompassCollectibles.com. Hey there, digital comics fans. You say you just can't make it to the store every Wednesday. You prefer buying digital instead of hard copies. You wish you could help out our brick-and-mortar friends at Dr. Bolt's Comic Connection. Well, a harmonic convergence is happening now. You can buy your digital comics through the Dr. Volts website, and everybody wins. You get your comics on your magic device, and Dave and the boys at Dr. Volts get to wet their beak. Have a taste. Get some love. You know we here at Geek Show Podcast love them. They are the friendly comic book store in town, after all. Hey, I'll miss seeing you there every Wednesday at 2043 East, 3300 South. But this way, they get the love. Between the DC New 52 and the Avengers vs. X-Men, it's never been a better time to be a comic book fan. Walking Dead Comics, all your indie stuff, they're all at drvolts.com. That's drvolts.com. Or if you forget, there's a link on geekshowpodcast.com. Just be sure to tell them Geek Show says Excelsior. Hey, this is Dan, the Laptop Man from PC Laptops. It's here, our ultra-mega, super-deluxe, crazy blowout sale on the best desktop and laptop computers on the planet. We have demo models, open box, scratch and dents, and new models for up to 50% off the original prices. Got an old clunky computer? No problem. We'll buy it from you and apply it towards your new computer. We'll transfer all your old data for free with our exclusive lifetime service guarantee. That means if you get a virus or spyware or your Windows gets messed up, you're covered 100%. And to make it extra sweet... We're doing zero down, zero interest for a whole year. Whoa, zero down, zero interest for a whole year. OAC, get in right now before they're all gone. So get into any one of our locations right now or call us at 1-877-596-SAVE or check us out at PCLaptops.com. That's PCLaptops.com. Because at PC Laptops, we really love you. Oh. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) All right. Um, (laughs) Yeah, the, the, well, the uh, uh, Bob is is now a. Uh, uh, he's he's become a real diva. He's he is a diva now that he is extraordinarily famous. He is a diva. He's he's a fucking internet meme at this point. <laughs> for those uh, for those uh, who didn't listen to last week's episode, go back. Change it, Jesus, and uh, listen about uh, Shannon's. Uh, Shannon's neighbor's parrot. Yeah, and please, uh, if you're Bob, if you're a West Valley police officer and you see me in the parking lot at three in the morning, I, it's not that I I didn't get it for a while. I was just scared that a policeman was talking to me. Was following you around, going, "Hey, Bob. Hey, Bob. Hey, Bob." And hey, now Bob. this hey, animal Bob. is 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 a diva. Yeah, might be coming to movie night tomorrow. We uh, we need to get a recording of him saying, "Hey, Bob." I'll, I'll, I've tried. He'll never do it 
on on command. On command. And uh, he one, pretty much only does it when I want to be asleep. When we because <laughs> we need to get a recording of this, and then we need to make it into a a ringtone. Oh, that's yeah. He, he, I, so that we can all download. I, it. I, now I, t- I, I told the guy that owned him yesterday because I was laying there asleep, and I actually heard that bird go. Polly want a cracker. And no, I was, and I was like. Bob, you're fucking better than that, bud. You are. That's You've some, got that's that's, that that's is some, some step it and fetch it stuff. Bro. That is hack uh-huh. materials. Yeah, I told pet, him pet I, racism. I told him that I thought uh, him teaching his bird that was racist. <laughs> right? Maybe he picked it up from hanging out with some of those low rent birds that live in that neighborhood. <laughs> yeah, probably. <so. laughs> yeah. You're birdist. Yeah. Yeah, it met up at the drum circle in yeah. Liberty Park. Yeah, it was like yeah, Paulie ran a cracker. It means I want a hand job and some meth. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Bob. this has been this has been the. Uh, the topic of conversation all over the internet this week because people are stupid and not just on the internet but on fox news and uh, all over the <laughs> because place because fox <laughs> news is stupid even my dad brought this up to me <laughs> well to replay that conversation for my, me we were just talking and he's like did you hear that they're making batman gay and i was like well i don't i don't know if it's batman i just I, somebody in dc and he's like what uh, the fuck and he's like okay i guess and he goes and who the fuck reads comic books anymore? <laughs> and you looked him right in the eye and said, me, father. I go, I, I, I'm actually reading one right now, Dad. <laughs> if you say so. Whatever. <laughs> it, does, it doesn't have any of those gays in it, does it? <laughs> You're not reading one of them gay comics, are you? Yeah, DC Comics. Uh, well, let's let's get a little bit of a history lesson. I mm-hmm. think that the first, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, the first out gay superhero was North Star. I yeah. think you're right. And that the was the event of uh, Alpha Flight. Alpha Flight. Alpha Flight and, that was, and that was way back in 98. Right. That's way a, back in 98. Back in 99. Now explain what a gay person is. This is 1898? <laughs> yeah, what is that? I, I, you know, I've not done research on what a gay person is. Shannon, know, Shannon a, a, a gay person is what happens when a daddy and another daddy, they, they want to be together. Oh, okay. Then there's no mommy involved. Or maybe a mommy oh, and a mommy. mommy. This is 1965 dictionary. Is all right. Wrong. Okay. Sorry about that. Uh, so that that's the first openly gay superhero. Mm-hmm. Now to follow through with that, uh, according to uh, Marvel Comics, uh, the guys at Marvel Comics said we found out that uh, you know that New York City you can have gay marriage. So right. we thought naturally we should do that in the comic. Now that North Star can get married to his boyfriend, and I'm not sure is his boyfriend a superhero no, or just a human? He's just a dude. Just a dude. No, they've 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 been able to do some real oh, interesting things with North Star. He's an African American dude. So that even adds oh, another man. level to oh, it. Oh man, no wonder Fox News is so upset. <laughs> um, so they were going to do that. Well, not to be outdone and and to always play catch up. DC Comics. They decided that uh, we, 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 uh, we're going to do a gay. We could make someone gay, too. Well, to be fair, they, Aquaman? They, they, they've, had, they've had gay heroes like Batwoman. Is Batwoman, gay. Is, yeah. who currently has her own title, is a lesbian. Yep. Mm. So, Well, and they've been, they announced that, like, actually at a con about a year and a half ago. They're just now reminding people that they said it. They just haven't followed up on it yet. <laughs> well, you know, Pride Month is coming, and yeah. they need to get on this. Huh. Uh, so uh, that's uh, Brian Young, by the way, BigShinyRobot.com, joining us uh, for this and the uh, Star Wars conversation that we're going to have later. So uh, that's uh, this is what they're doing. It seems like they're fighting for this media spotlight that we're more gay than the others or something. I'm, I'm not mm. quite sure. So the, the question is, and this is D.C. Senior Vice President of Publicity, Courtney Simmons, said one of the major iconic D.C. characters will reveal that he – is gay in a storyline in June. What is their definition of major? 
That's, See, that's what we're not sure. Right. Yeah. DC, like yeah, it says DC was keeping quiet on which character. People are uh, coming out with their own ideas. Coming out. <laughs> so to speak. Um, it's Brandon Ralph. So here's, 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 what, here's what we found out on the web, the most popular choices as to who they think DC is going to announce is gay. Um, Robin. And Damian Wayne is his name. Uh, now he is fucking terrible character. Now this this is help me out here. Am I right? This is Bruce Wayne's kid And he is Robin now for and for Batman. Fucking right? terrible. The thing the thing about why that he's not even a, an option is DC kept saying this is a character who, ha who hasn't, hasn't been, been introduced into introduced the new Fifty Two universe. Yet. Well, and, so and you, you released Fifty Two comics, and so who the hell else is it going to well, be? And that then, you but even what I said to you too is there's no way there's going to be. They're going to make Robin gay because that's already a big joke. The Batman and Robin are gay. They are not going to fucking do that. And you see, this was my choice as far as prediction goes until Shannon said that when he came in. And I went, he's absolutely right. Why didn't I think of that? They yeah. wouldn't make Robin but gay. It, no. the, only, the only angle I could see is that because it's his son. Yeah. So it could be a father son relationship. It still doesn't matter. As soon as they say, you know, I'm, I'm with you, but you Robin's know, you gay. Could go that Everybody route. like, oh, 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 I knew it. Now here's some here's some Derp. other here's some other predictions uh, from from the web. Uh, they're saying Tim Drake. I doubt that. Again, he's in the comics yeah. now too. Uh, Harley Quinn. She's not a man. That doesn't make any sense. It's true. Well, well girls, girls maybe she could too. be a man, baby. <laughs> girls can be gay too, gay too bro. They also bring up uh, Poison Ivy. <laughs> But, well, no, she said uh, in the release, though, that it was a he. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah. <laughs> here's, here's my favorite choice of speculation, Lobo. Oh, God, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, he does need to come back. Now, this is the one that uh, I spoke with Jeremiah at Dr. Volt's, mm -hmm. and this is the one that he thinks is going to be it. Jeremiah Again, this is employing this. his gaydar? Yes, indeed. <laughs> he's combining two things that he's very good at. He has gaydar. He can spot a gay a mile away, and he knows DC Comics. He says Wally West... A version of the Flash that has not been introduced in the new Fifty Two. Yeah, he first showed up as Kid Flash. And you know, you you said Gago earlier. Gago, huh? Scott did. He said Gago. He, somebody said Gago, and he said, "You know, that's later. That's on later episode." So Fago. It's a Fago. Fago. It's a drink. Never mind. I, I, I'm just going to shut up. Yeah. I'll sit over here and drink. <laughs> beer. Uh So there you go. That's the, those are the predictions. Well, well, I'm hoping for Guy Gardner. Well, well, in that it's more like gay gardeners. Well, here's two things to think about. Uh, the various comic book sites, uh, the fan sites, have been running polls, and so far, the character that seems to be leading is Alan Scott. Alan Scott, the exactly. Original Green Lantern, the original, the original Green, Green Lantern. Lantern, the one who the one is, uh, you know, weak against yellow and wood. Wood. I was wood. just going to say, many gay people are afraid of number two yellow pencils, so yes, this could be. It just means he has a weakness for Asian men. Actually, That's all. Yeah. you know what's funny is Alan Scott, that Green Lantern, his, his weakness was wood. Right? <laughs> That's true. And I've number got a two. weakness for wood. And um, he's not been reintroduced. Well, don't we all? He, he has not. <laughs> don't we all, buddy? Um, and another thing to consider is one of the comics creators that's been very vocal in this is Scott Snyder, who writes Batman. Hmm. Hmm. But, but you were talking about they were talking about maybe Plastic Man too. Oh, he's perfect. That would be cool. He's perfect. Well, and he's got his. I gotta say, his outfit's pretty. Yes, yeah, it's mighty gayish. Gay <laughs> it's mighty gay. Be I think clearly all of the X Men are gay in the comics. <clears throat> really? Because, yeah, because look what they wear. Come on, low spandex. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Wolverine's gay. Uh, That's it. Yeah, there you go. Uh, yeah, here's the here's the history. Uh, 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 Wildstorm pushed boundaries, pairing two heroes 
as a gay couple who were eventually married by a version of Ellen DeGeneres. What? Back yeah. in, uh, let's see. Mid- Midnighter and... Uh... They got married by Ellen DeGeneres? Yeah. Midnighter. <laughs> Midnighter. <laughs> they, were, they, they were really very Terrible thinly... Name. Was he teamed up with Captain Quickie? No, well, no they were very thinly veiled analogs of Superman didn't, and Batman. Didn't they? Didn't Marvel already have a gay wedding in Ecstatics? Mm-hmm. So they have had a gay wedding. Yeah. yeah. Who got who got married the gay wedding? It was wedding? like uh, the vivisector and fat or something. The <laughs> yeah. yeah. You're right. The vivisector. Okay. Can I can, no, can maybe, I ask maybe it wasn't it's, the vivisector. I, I, seriously, is this big news in comics? It's it's Oh, not, it's blown up. It's big news out of Why? comics actually. Because they announced it on the view. Yeah. That's really it. Like, which is funny because like they went to the View to announce it, and none of them knew the difference between DC or Marvel, and they kept asking him about Batman, and it was just—it's just a big PR stunt in the mainstream media because it seems like in the last few weeks, LGBT issues are huge in the news. Well, it's Pride, like, well, Pride Month is in. Pride yeah. Month is June, so. But I think it's—I think it's you know—it's the calm before the storm. It'll come out, and then a week later, like, yeah. okay. Well, yeah. that's the thing is like. The normal person on the street, like who the who the hell is North Star? I have oh. never heard of North <laughs> Star. Exactly. Well, they did. Archie did the same thing was, with Kevin Keller. I was like, just going to point that out. Yeah. Uh, they just had just in March yeah. a, a gay marriage. Uh, Kevin Keller, who has his own series, is the first uh, openly gay character in the Archie universe. I say openly. Right. I've always suspected Reggie. So, really? Oh, yeah, man. That's why he's such a jerk. Huh? He's a jerk, tiny. Because he's fighting. You know, he's overcompensating. Always, always overcompensating. Uh, yeah, can, I, can I climb on a soapbox just for a second? Please. Go ahead. Just do. don't hurt yourself. Did you see the story? <laughs> and, I, and I don't understand why it's a story. There was an offhanded reference in a New York Times story about Jim Parsons about him being gay and his boyfriend. And, it's, and there are certain news outlets, and I use that term loosely, that are treating this as news. Which, A, I mean, I saw him with his boyfriend at the TCA Awards two years ago, and it didn't dawn on me that it was news. And B, I'll be happy when it stops being news. Right? Why does it matter? What do you care? Well, but it could also be said, uh, uh, look, look how far we've come. We can, yeah, we can but say I think, that. I, yeah, okay, no. I'll, I'll give you that. But I think that when we arrive, it won't be news anymore. Hmm, okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. I like the uh, choice of uh, Alan Scott for the, uh, the the original Green Lantern. Yeah. He, he's leading all the polls. I think S- that's well, an excellent they, choice. They have talked I'm about sorry, their... he's what? <laughs> he's leading all the polls. Oh. Thank Up you for catching five. that. Um, Good one. He's, uh, they're bringing him back in the new Earth 2 universe, too, right? Right. So there you go. All right. Although, although uh, I forgot to mention this. Did they necessarily say it's a hero? Let me see. Let me it see. It could be Lois Lane. It's that guy standing on the sidewalk. Oh, well, you know, I, I don't believe they It is. doesn't say hero. She's, she Thor. says... <laughs> Solomon she says Grundy. Major iconic DC character. Mm-hmm. Joker. Grundy, I thought about Grundy that, too, be because I mean, now. what... But but on the other hand, it's like, does DC want to do that? Where they want to make this guy who's already scary, they're, and yeah, you don't want to. They're not going to make a gay villain. I always thought the Riddler was gayer. True, <laughs> yeah. they're not going to make a gay villain. And I also, uh, even though I don't think they do somebody like Plastic Man. Jeff and I were talking about no. this because uh, I'm. They'd be afraid to make him like funny. But I think it'd be have to be like whoever comes out as gay. It's going to be this, you know. Why not? Lex Straightforward, like hasn't, what, what, hasn't, hasn't he already like had kids and yeah, stuff? That's true. You know what they should have done is wait to re-debut Green. That doesn't matter. <laughs> I don't know. They, they should have <laughs> 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 waited to re-debut. <laughs> they should have. 
They should have waited to re- re-debut Green Arrow. It could be Oliver Queen. <laughs> I like yeah. Oliver Queen. That's a good idea. Yeah. Probably would have been I want to be Batgirl and Catwoman. Harley Queen. In well, the same boat. Yeah. yeah. Mm. I mean, oh. I want to see that team up. That mighty. I, I saw it. You're okay? Me too. Well, so, so you know, it was a custom thing. Somebody drew, but it was good. Uh, I, I, okay, so I'm 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 going with uh, Alan Scott. Yep, Greenlight. That's the prediction. I think it's going to be the scissor kicker. <laughs> I'm just thinking it's going to be man in the park. I, not not oh. me. I think I think that it's going to be a new character, the bear. The bear. The bear. <laughs> Versus the villainous is, donkey. Punch. Is he wearing a suit? Is he just hairy? I can't tell. Well, what <laughs> books are Judd Winnick writing? It's going to be a character in one of his books. Well, now, yeah. right now in uh, Marvel Comics, we got that character that's a bear. That what's it? Ursa, the gr- Ursa the, Major. Ursa yeah. Major. Well, and there was the grizzly too, and the grizzly. <laughs> grizzly. Perfect. All right. Uh, <laughs> the bear. Excuse me, bear fucker. <laughs> I'm the bear, and this is my sidekick, Twink. All right. <laughs> I just, I want an ambi- I snorted. I want an ambiguously gay duo movie so oh, bad. Right? All right. And this is my cousin, Otter. Okay, let's... Uh, you know a lot of these terms, don't you? I was called an otter one time. We, we no, were wait, what's an otter? Is that a skinny bear? Yep. Yeah. Ah, that's cute. You're an otter. Look at you. I go, what, what, what's uh, what's the skinny hairy guy? He's like, you're an otter. And I go, okay. <laughs> Thanks. Look and then he swam away. Look at him on, look at him on his back. Look Yay! at him. Yay. When he sleeps, he holds hands with his mate so they don't get separated. They're adorable. <laughs> All right. What color? What color uh, bandana do you have co- in which back pocket? <laughs> what does that mean? There's oh, a, there's, there's, there's a, whole... a whole code that I don't honestly. All I know is that I, I don't want to get near anyone who has a yellow one. But because that means they um, want to get peed on, huh? Pretty much. But the other, <laughs> there's, there's like this whole thing that I really really yeah, there really really is. Is. You, could, you probably look it up. I don't. I, I, I don't. There, I, I saw it once. I, I even did it on the morning show. Straight once. guys need to have their little codes and too. I can't remember it. Yeah, it would be pretty obvious. All the guys is like be that. It'd be that one bandana that says I'm up for anything. <laughs> <laughs> that one bandana is like which, which one do I put this in? Where I like to have my dick touched as much as possible <laughs> by anybody. Really, I'll yeah, say I mean, I'll say only the person yeah. I'm with, but really anyone will do. Yeah. <laughs> even a, even a stiff. Breeze. Look, man, Daddy, just like your dick hanging out. <laughs> the straight, the straight no, one is like a bullseye, and you hold it right in front of your crotch. When <laughs> it says, "Touch my dick with anything," hold it. I'm getting mixed signals here. All right, okay. Touch it with anything. Uh, and speaking of which, uh, any of you guys want to be in the uh, gay pride parade? I, I, what? Uh, oh, I do I? I know some people. Well, I'm in it. I'm in the, with the with the next, radio station. But we could uh, we could we could do something. Ooh, you'd like? I'll be there. You know, it's my favorite. I love that day. I'm not seriously. I'm, I'm strapping. <laughs> You're strapping. Oh, 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 what? No, I like last year. I woke up. I lost my glasses and my keys were gone. <laughs> I missed last year. I was so sad. Oh, I love. Oh, there's incriminating yeah, my, photos my of me and Shannon though, last, last year. Last year is when. When you guys came by, I went out and gave Carrie a hug. Yes. And I was there with my oldest daughter and some of her friends. And, and the one guy says to her, well, this guy's been to my house multiple times, says, does your dad know Carrie Jackson? She goes, yeah, they're, they're kind of friends. She goes, and then he says, does he know about that geek show? <laughs> And why does he keep throwing yellow bandanas at him? <laughs> I understand. I, mixed signals. Okay. Um, let's bear our testimonies. Uh, 
I, I didn't wear undergarments. Well, it's okay. I don't want to bear my testimony. Uh, this is uh, this week. Back to the bears. Uh, they're, they're celebrating the 35th anniversary of Star Wars being released in theaters. It, this is the actual date? This is the actual it date? Was, uh, yes. Yesterday. Yeah. As we record May, this. that makes... Oh, crap. Now, I've got a... I've got... Uh, huh? <laughs> Which month did you say it was, Scott? No, I, I'll tell you. <laughs> if it's 35 years ago, I was 17. I went to it the night that it opened. I'm going to have to take that 35 plus kid. 17. Shit. All right. Let's, uh, let's, let, let me read you some, some, some people who are speaking freely and openly about their love of Star Wars and how it changed their life. Uh, this, one is, uh, this one's one of my favorites. Stephen Colbert. Star Wars came out, and we went to school the next day, unable to explain to our friends how everything was different now. It's a lie. It opened on, on a Friday. Friday. What? It did. Well, maybe he did it on it Monday. Did. They, maybe okay. he did it on Monday. If Whatever. Didn't, if he didn't see it on opening day. Or he didn't like, see it, it on opening day. It was a limited release. Okay. Did he go to Catholic school? He completely like took away the heaviness and breadth of that statement. <laughs> right. Just so. now. God. Can't just you're worse than the chat room. <laughs> this is why we can't have nice things. I just you know you get a good statement out and somebody shits on it. All right, here we go. Calm, I, calm down, Captain. All right, okay. uh, let's see. Um, Simon Pegg has a whole lot to say. <laughs> it's pretty much impossible for me to qualify quantify the full effect Star Wars had on my life. It inspired my imagination, developed my vocabulary, broadened my appreciation of music, and my understanding of filmmaking. It gave me my first crush, my first real aspirations. It changed my life not just because of its worth as a piece of cinema. It was more than that. It was its power to alter the fabric of society. I was an impressionable seven-year-old child at the epicenter of a cultural earthquake. It arrived on a tidal wave of hype from a nation waking up from a deep depression, and it was impossible to ignore. It speaks volumes that one film and its second, more grown-up installment have effectively powered the idea through increasing inadequate inter iterations for more than 35 years. <laughs> you cannot underestimate the power of Star Wars. Hmm. Nice. J.J. Abrams. Star Wars is probably the most influential film of my generation. It's the personification of good and evil and the way it opened up the world to space adventure, the way Westerns had to our parents' generations, left an in indelible imprint. So in a way, everything that any of us does is somehow directly or indirectly affected by the experience of seeing those first three films. Uh, I think that's crazy talk. You think it's crazy talk? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> All right, and the last one, um, uh, Damien Lindelof, and I'm going to say his name wrong till he comes on the show to correct me. No, that was right. It's, yeah, I, I think, think it's, it's Damon. Damon. Damien Lindelof. <laughs> Tony T Tony Toscano probably pronounces his first name Damon. <laughs> Damon Lindelof. No, it's it's Damon Lindelof. Yes. <laughs> no, he, he never he never talked to him, but all right, they're buddies. So Damon Lindelof. <laughs> Here's what he said. For me, the most impactful part of Star Wars has always been the scene where Luke looks out at the setting suns on Tatooine and the Williams music somehow tells me that he is about to leave this place and never come back. Whenever I'm writing something, I do my very best to shamelessly plagiarize this scene by asking myself, what's the twin suns moment? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So there's a few testimonies. I would like you now to bear your testimony about Star Wars. And how it has affected your life. 
beginning with, well, Brian, of course. I've Brian, kind of, Star I've Wars, kind of Brian. This, I'll be I've back kind of in done this hour. on the show a couple of times, <laughs> but no, I've done this. I, I, I wrote a piece uh, a week ago about how Star Wars sort of releases of Star Wars sort of marked eras of change in my life. And when the special editions came out, I was in high school, and it was sort of like going out and seeing those was sort of my first step into independence. And the prequels was getting over... Well, the VHS releases were me dealing with the abuse of my my abusive father, and, and it was a coping skill. And the special edition... Or the, the prequels was sort of my... Uh, they Waterloo. Came <laughs> yeah, it was my Waterloo. No, the prequels, uh, Phantom Menace came out at a time where I was trying to become a writer and an artist and a filmmaker, and it sort of marked that era of my life. And Attack of the Clones uh, coincided with the birth of my son, which was the most stressful day I've ever had in my entire life, because like, his heart stopped, and they needed to pull him out and do CPR on him, and like he was in the ICU for two weeks. And the thing that that brought me peace was just being able to go to the movie theater and see Attack of the Clones that week. You know, it, 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 it's been there to get me through all the hardest times of my life across the board. All right, there you go. Jeff Weiss, mm-hmm. Elder Jeff Weiss. Uh, I, that's right, brother. Elder Weiss. Brother. Uh, I think Harry and I had the same experience because I think we were there both opening day at the Center Theater in Salt Lake to, I, I, uh, to, to, to see Star Wars. I didn't see Star Wars, the first one, in Salt Lake. The first, uh-huh. I saw it at the uh, Provo uh, University Mall. Uh-huh. Uh, but you and I were in uh, Star, Star Trek, Trek, I remember. But yeah. Uh, 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 so Star- you guys went up. Yeah, we went up to the comfiest single screen theater outside of the Villa Theater that Salt Lake had. The, okay. cent- the center theater. That's where I saw it too. Uh, while we were waiting in line, my dad and I nearly got stabbed by a hobo when we walked over to <laughs> Hardee's to get, get fries for everybody in line. Hardee's. Yeah, there was a Hardee's restaurant. <laughs> uh, he- here's what I remember. Up to that point, my love of Star Trek would get me taunted, beaten up, stuff like that. Science fiction was not cool. Mm-hmm. After Star Wars came along, I could suddenly say to those people, science fiction's cool. You may now eat your words. Oh, okay. There you go. Jimmy Martin? Uh, Let's see. For me, my first memory uh, of seeing a film is Return of the Jedi. So I kind of have that affinity towards it. Next one's Top Gun. It's not as cool. Oh, you you youngin'. (laughs) Yeah. uh, But it's gayer. Yeah. (laughs) More chest. Um, No, but uh, Star Wars kind of... I remember buying the trilogy on VHS and just watching it over and over and over with friends. And it's kind of like my friends, I would just watch it so many times that we actually wore the damn tapes out, you know, to where scenes would actually go fuzzy. And, you know, and we could, we'd seen it so many goddamn times. And then, you know, when the, when they did come back out in theaters, uh, it was amazing to actually see them on the, fir- uh, on the big screen for the first time, you know, because yes, they were besides Jedi, they were before I was born. And it was just fun to experience that with my friends. Uh, but it, it does get a little hazy though with me because I, I'm not a fan of the prequels and, and so I just have to keep my love towards the originals. And so it, I, I kind of have this bitter with it now because it's, it is a struggle hmm. after, after the prequels, I just, I, I start getting really mad and, uh, but yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Lee George Cade. Uh, what? 
Very, oh, very Star Wars? Uh, Star Wars. Never saw any of them. Uh, never had any effect on me <laughs> wow, in any, any way, shape, he, or form. He, he never hunted for those re-release toys. Uh, uh, no, never no. Uh, The funny thing with Star Wars and myself, uh, I don't I don't talk about it too much because it's kind of a blurry period of my life, but uh, I was actually homeless for two years. My, my family, my mom and dad, uh, we, we left Southern California, ended up just kind of drifting around parts of Nevada and Oregon and, and ended up back in Southern California the same time that Star Wars was released. So we were kind of living out of a truck at that point. And so uh, my, my dad wanted to see Star Wars for his birthday and I wanted to see the rescuers and we ended up seeing <laughs> Star Wars instead. And all of a sudden it was okay that we lived in a truck. It didn't matter. It didn't matter that, you know, that uh, the kids in my school had absolutely no way to relate to me in any way, shape or form. And things worked out after that. I mean, you know, my dad found a good job and we ended up staying down there for a while, but, and then we ended up in this hellhole of Utah, uh, but still. <laughs> you mean this paradise? <laughs> this paradise of Utah. Well, I actually have a lot of fondness for Utah. I don't. I don't from from memory. Uh, Utah in the 1980s was not a good place for a, a Star Wars loving uh, atheist kid to grow up. So, uh, <laughs> so uh, at the same time, though, uh, Star Wars in a lot of ways, uh, they talked about the Jedi Code or they hinted at the Jedi Code and what that meant, and that kind of became something that even though it wasn't written down anywhere. Uh, I knew enough to read between the lines and find out about the samurai code and about the different things that, that I kind of used to build my own template for what I wanted to be when I grew up. So it's not, I always joke to my kids that, you know, I wanted to be a Jedi Knight growing up. That's all I ever wanted to be. And there's some truth to that. It's not necessarily that, that I wanted to have a lightsaber and be able to do force pushes or anything, but still to live by that code of honor of some sort. When I met you, you were a Jedi Knight. I did yeah, have, he was. <laughs> I, I did have the robes. I was living with that guy. <laughs> so, but, but at the same time, I mean, that was the thing. Is I, I used to wander around doing good deeds. That was my thing. You know, mm-hmm. the, the punk rock Obi-Wan thing. It was, that's, that was important to me. called you Gone. Gone. That's before... It's before quite time. Scott Pierce? I just want to say that I know the Force is true. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, sorry, sorry. Um, yes, that was kind of offensive. I remember it? when Mark Hamill was handsome. <laughs> <laughs> um, my memories are clearly different because I was older than anybody else. I was a junior in high school, I think, yeah. And uh, um, I have a very clear memory of going to school on Monday and people going, what? Robots? Spaceships? Ugh, sounds terrible. Because people hadn't seen it yet. Mm-hmm. Um, I, You know, I have to agree with Jimmy that I, I don't even think about the first three movies, or the prequels, I'm, you know. And that's, and that's I, I, to me, that's just something different. And I don't Well, really it's, not, it's not their 35th anniversary. Yeah, that's yeah. true, too. Um, I don't... <sighs> It kind of just fit in with a lot of other things. I mean, when I saw it, I said, Darth Vader is uh, a Nazgul from Lord of the, Lord of the, Lord of the Rings. Rings. And I saw a lot of things from a lot of different things put together, but I loved it. You know, it was, I, I mean, it, I, I know we kid Brian, but I mean, I loved Star Wars. I don't know that it was a life-changing experience for me. We've had, you know, I'm a Star Trek guy more than a Star Wars, although that's not a slam at Star Wars. But... I think that the thing that makes me the happiest about it is that it did open up the door for other things. It opened, I mean, we wouldn't have gotten the first Star Trek movie, and then we wouldn't have gotten all the other Star Trek movies and stuff if it hadn't been for Star Wars. Oh, we wouldn't have Battleship either. Yeah, right? <laughs> but, you know, it's, well, we wouldn't, well, okay, we wouldn't have had the original Battlestar Galactica, which meant we wouldn't have got the good one, you know? That's it, true. I mean, but so much leads back to that one movie, which, yeah. 
you can sit there and, and like anything else, I can make fun of that movie. Yes. If we were to sit down, you know, sure. I was tempted to say I seemed less whiny in comparison after Mark Hamill in Star Wars <laughs> because, you know, <laughs> you know, I mean, there's just there's some stuff in that movie that really is hilarious unintentionally, but it's a great movie. It was a lot of fun. It, I, I don't think that anybody thought it was going to have deep meaning. It was supposed to be fun and it was. Mr. B. When I was five years old, when the first one came oh, out. Oh, shit. <laughs> so uh, my, my Uncle Barry took me to the center theater to see it. Uncle Barry. Uncle Barry, uh, he was like, oh, I got to take the boy to see this, you know? <laughs> and uh, I was so little that the uh, seat kept, <laughs> oh, yeah. kept folding up on me, right? He, so he had to hold the seat down the whole time. And, uh, you know, my memories of that, I mean... I, it was all Darth Vader, and you know what I mean. That, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I I vaguely remember the first Star Wars scene, but um, <laughs> the thing is about Star Wars, I was five when that came out, and then you know, from then on, like everything around me was kind of Star Warsy, right? Mm-hmm. My blankets, yeah, uh, the cups from like, Burger King or whatever, yeah, uh, still got them. I had all the toys, you know, not all the toys, but many of the toys. Like one one of the greatest days of my life was when I got the uh, the X Wing fighter. You know what I mean? Not uh, because it was so cool. You know, you push the little R two D two, and the Me. wings popped up, and, and it had that awesome, Me. right? And I was just like, "This is the coolest <laughs> thing that's ever happened to me." Uh, I remember being jealous because my uh, neighbor had the Death Star playset. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. And we played Star Wars, and you know, and did you steal it? Did we what? Did steal it? No, steal I it? just we no go over and play. It's like, God damn it, Corey, I'm coming over. Let's play Star Wars again. But uh, you know, I mean, like. From then on, God, I just remember being so excited for Empire Strikes Back coming out. Oh, yeah. You know, and just like, so, I mean, it was a really important thing in my life, of course. Fucking my favorite movies when I was a kid. I was, uh, I don't uh, And it it gave me Superman, too. It gave you Superman because (laughs) Star Wars was successful. It's it's like he's saying, so many things came from the fact that Star Wars was successful and done right. Uh, you read uh, you read interviews with uh, Ridley Scott, and he said, uh, "I saw Star Wars, and I went shit. Oh my god, I better step up my game." Yeah, when he right. was making Alien, yeah. he said he was on set for Alien. He went and saw Star Wars, and he came out, and he's like, "How the hell am I going to make this movie? Exactly. I can't make it better than that." Exactly. But it's I, just out of curiosity, and my memory is that Fox didn't really have high expectations. No, for this. no, 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 no. This was this was sort of under the radar. Oh, oh and by the way, the early reviews were sort of scathing. Mm-hmm. That's why George Lucas got to keep the sequel rights, rights and the licensing, and the licensing rights. rights. He's like, if you guys give me another little bit of money, like I'll buy them with this, and you can you can keep this extra stuff. Just leave me the licensing and the instead of instead of a, a salary, I'll take the licensing and the sequels. Give me that, and they're like, fine. We, we don't have to this, this, this isn't like going sequel. anywhere. Sequel, but I you know I kind of think that, and you know you could d- disagree, but I kind of think that Star Wars is like. A lot of successful TV shows that it's a happy accident. No, I think absolutely. Oh yeah, you know, even Lucas calls it that. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've talked to the guy who played Admiral Motti in the movie, Richard Leparmentier. He uh, he was saying that there was like riots on the set with the British crews that wanted to take the movie away from George Lucas. Like they were they they had mutiny meetings where they were like, "What are we going to do? We're going to take this kid, is screwing this up. This is going to be terrible. This is going to be the worst movie ever." Like the actors didn't understand how he was shooting the movie. They were like, "This doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. These lines are all awful. Like, how is this going to work?" And like 
yeah, it was just an accident. It was absolutely an accident. I was, like, like uh, Jeff, a Star Trek guy. Mm-hmm. Star Wars was not even a blip on my radar. Nope. Didn't even, I hadn't heard anything. I, I didn't knew, know anything, didn't follow the hype. Uh, I read comic books, and I watched Star Trek reruns. Uh, at the time, my uh, my uh, older brother was dating uh, Paula, was her name, married her eventually, but uh, they went to see Star Wars just because they're dating. You know, that's right. what you do. He, he got to have some place to make out. He's not a yeah. He's not a fan of sci-fi. Still isn't. But they came home right after that movie. They said, "Carrie, you c- come on. We're going. We're going now. <laughs> wow. <laughs> We're going now. You're coming with us. You've got to see this." And I said to them. I'm a Star Trek guy. What do I want to see this for? <laughs> eh, I don't want to go to a movie with you guys. You're just going to kiss a lot. And they said, no, no, no. you got to go, and, and we'll sit in the back, and you sit in the front, and, and we won't even bother you. Just you, please, you've got to come and see this movie. So how many seconds till your face was completely devoid of expression? As soon as that, that <laughs> ship is <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That destroyer. Where you went from, huh, to, uh, What right. the? <laughs> well, well, you, I, know, maybe, you guys didn't say it was this fucking cool. <laughs> and after that, it was everything. Oh, right. Yeah. You know? well, well, I remember what it was that got me excited about Star Wars before the movie came out. The first issue of the uh, comic book adaptation beat the movie into stores. Yeah, I saw I saw that, but I didn't pick it up. Yeah, drawn, drawn by Howard so Chaykin. So you read yeah. the plot of the movie before you saw it? The, just the first issue. Okay. It was a Marvel. It was a six issue. It was a Marvel comic six issue series, and it it was out first. Yeah. I mean, I hadn't thought about this until right now, but maybe the one of the reasons it caught me was because it looked so much cooler. That I mean, it wasn't it wasn't like I didn't like things with spaceships before. Right. But we had never seen anything that looked quite like that. Yeah. I mean, you know, we were we're used to watching the crappy old Enterprise on on the original series. Mm-hmm. But Star Trek was clean. That was the mm-hmm. other big difference. Is there was something you know they yeah. talk about that grimy lived in the, you know, worn exactly. I mean, look at look at the Millennium Falcon and how filthy it is. Yeah. Yeah. It was not at all like uh, but like the Enterprise. You'd never seen anything like the trench run and, and the trench run. Well, no. Yeah, stuff I like can that. tell you right now. Jean-Luc Picard would not have allowed his ship to look like that. There's, no. there's a reason Star Wars won Best Editing that year. I mean, the... It was the, edited good. It really was. <laughs> no, but I mean, like, stuff like the trench run. The trench run and the way the ships move and just the way the story moves, it wasn't, it wasn't normal for that. For Picard, in that area. Picard era. cleans the Enterprise with a yellow bandana. Oh, no! <laughs> he does. No! He does. Smell the glove, Wesley. Smell right. like Wesley. <laughs> Can okay. I drive the ship, Captain? Let's uh, <laughs> shut up, Wesley. Fuck you, Wesley. Shut I the, just try to drive the ship. Shut the fuck up, Wesley. <laughs> All right, uh, let's uh, let's uh, wrap this one up. And uh, Wesley, you want some hard candy? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, do I? Come in, come into my ready room. What are we gonna do it there? I'm gonna show you a bandana collection. Oh. <laughs> what was that? Do it again. Shut up, Wesley. Thank you. Was that from Data Lore? <laughs> I watched that episode like yesterday, and it was like, that's what he told. Like he he said that twice to Wesley because Wesley's like, I get it. It's it's lore in disguise, guys. And they're like, shut up, Wesley. <laughs> I'll just go back and drive the ship. <laughs> that's ex- well, no, he had he had Crusher personally escort Wesley to his room. <laughs> Someone needed to. Get that kid off the bed. <laughs> what do you have? You have the Picard soundboard? Yes, I do. Mr. I don't Pierce? know why. It was just in my phone when I got the phone. <laughs> when you got the when phone. He got the phone. When he got the phone. I, 
Okay, it's possible that one of my kids put it in there. I, I'm thinking that that doesn't come on every fucking yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't put it there. I thought he had Patrick Stewart on the line. Uh, <laughs> a wizard did it. All right. Uh, let's. Uh, we have any recommendations before we uh, go? I've got a bunch. Uh, you've got a bunch? you got some movies, too? Really? Quite dull. Uh, let's see. The, uh, I called it the poor man's Mission Impossible. Man on a Ledge is now out. Oh, man Jesus. on a Ledge. Yep. Sam Worthington and a mullet. Yep. Actually, uh, I yeah. like this film a lot. It's called Coralianus with um, uh, Ray Fiennes. <laughs> what? Wait, wait, yeah, Ray, Ray Fiennes and uh, but Gerard Butler. Mm-hmm. Great Curly performance Anus. by Gerard, based Gerard on, Butler. Based on Shakespeare. Yep. What's it called? Cor- Curly Anus? Coralianus. Coralianus. Okay. Um Amanda Seyfried and her giant, beautiful breast are in Gone. Wait a minute. So she does take it off? Not no, in this one. not but that in, one. Chloe. She's still, Chloe. I know that, but they're still there. Yeah. Watch Chloe They're instead. just hiding. <laughs> which, oh, which but it's called that? Gone. Gone's Gone. coming okay. out now, but right. if you want to see your tits, it's in Chloe. All right. Uh, well, it's shocking that a movie called Memorial Day is now coming out. Uh, Memorial Day. What's that? It's a drama. Yes. From the, I was gonna say that's from the, from the producers. people who from brought the you Labor Day, yeah. New Year's Day. This and giant Day. ship comes and they invade the Earth. And Bill Paxton, no wait, Bill, Bill Pullman, <laughs> Pullman. Thank you. Is it a romantic it's, comedy with everybody in it? It's a mockumentary about them remembering Independence Day. <laughs> uh, Sean William Scott uh, Stifler from American Pie actually gives a really good performance in Goon. Mm-hmm. Uh, he plays a bouncer who is a. Uh, uh, assigned to a hockey team and be never leaving shit. Yeah. He's good in it. Wow, he's actually really good in it. Uh, let's see. There's a uh, a thriller called The Aggression Scale that's now out. Um, Tilda Swinton is in. We need to talk about Kevin. If you ever want to know to not be a parent, watch this film. So now I, I got to ask you about this. Is this is it, it? Does the movie take place in the oh it's too late time or the leading up to Kevin being a murderous little shit? Yes, yeah, both. It's you know. From pregnancy to, you know, in so his how, 20s. How old is this kid when he when he becomes a murderous Teenage. little shit? Teenager? Teenager, he's murderous, but it, when he's like eight, he's a little fucker. Yep. Like, and the, and the actor's really good. So, he's such a little shit. So if I were to give this DVD as a gift to a parent, they might take offense. Yes. Maybe. <laughs> but, but, by the way, the other parent besides Tilda Swinton is John C. Riley. Yeah. Dr. Yeah. Steve Rule. You dingus. You dingus. You stupid kid, Kevin. You killing people, you dingus. <laughs> uh, the Outlaw of Josie Wells is on Blu-ray. Good That's movie. That's a good movie. Uh, there's a spaghetti western double feature that has Grand Duel and Kioma, which is on Blu-ray. Maverick Season 1 is now out. James R- Garner? <laughs> yeah, that's the one. It's not Mel Gibson. Uh, Rookie Blue Season 2, Royal Pain Season 3, Volume 2, and that's True that. Blood Season 4. Season four. Just in time for fat, season fat, fat, five, fat, fat, which is replacing starting, Game of Thrones in a week. Starting fat, uh, here fat, in a week or so, yeah. Fat, fat, fat. And I've got, I've got, because Tony's, Tony's still you, learning. You like that werewolf, don't you? I do. <laughs> this is Tony, Tony's oh, still uh, learning what his penis does. Yeah. Uh, video games. There's Batman Arkham City Game of the Year edition. I'll be oh, buying that. And that's the that's the edition that has all of the yeah, add-ons, all the, all the DLC, everything, and it's cheaper and all yeah, that it's, stuff. It's, that's the one you should buy. And uh, that's pretty much the only good one coming out this Yeah, just jump around and do stuff, huh? But as a, in a game. Recommend, yeah, really, it's really good. Recommendation-wise, though, uh, hard. Upper Deck sent us a box of Avengers trading cards that Vice and I have been opening throughout this entire episode. And uh, they're cool. little disappointed because half of them are actually just reprinted cards from Iron Man and Iron Man 2 and Hulk and Thor and Cap. Oh, really? Yeah, that's what these are. So that's a little... Uh. But then they've got a lot of Avengers cards, which is cool, but... Well, we, and it's and it's got a still shot of of the the 
part in the movie I wanted to see more of, yeah. and that was you know Cap, Cap on Pros, Ice, Cap on Ice, Cap on Ice, Capsicle. That's a beautiful card right and there, and that's a great card. So. And may have missed few, missed a few things. And the one thing that we thought was really cool though that we actually out of the entire box we got two cards that say congratulations you have received a trading card with pieces of the Avengers memorabilia. And it's fabric from their costumes. Oh, that's cool. Which I think is pretty kind of... That's pretty cool. Yeah. So I've got a I piece of caps, cap suit and a uh, looks like Hawkeye well, I suit. I didn't touch that one. This is the material that's Maria Hill's suit here. Yeah, I want to touch it. It's their Smell shield it. costume. Smell it. But I, I think that's pretty badass. That is kind of cool. I mean, it's... They probably have 900 of those suits. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they just chop oh, them up. No. Oh, that's some of Cap's uh, the gray material yeah. in his uh, costume. It's like the neat. books with the kitties and the puppies. Hey, oh. do you want to touch? Uh, if you scratch it, you can actually smell Chris Evans. I can? Yeah. Let me see. Can we clone him? Yes. He's hunky. Lemons. <laughs> I'm smelling. <laughs> it's lemons. Yay. So it smells did, like so leadership skills. If we did Lee George Cates, it would smell I, like blueberries. I, I'm doing the, um, the Samuel Jackson one right now. Are you scratching and sniffing? Scratch it. Yeah. it smells like a motherfucker. <laughs> Do I smell like a bitch? That smells fucking delicious. <laughs> And uh, did these come in? Yeah, in, these came too. The we have as well. We haven't opened these. Maybe we'll do this next episode. These are uh, superhero squad squaddies. But these are uh, actually like uh, it's a game, a trading card. Oh, it's game. a game. So I, okay. I guess it's like Magic. I don't know. I never played Magic, so I don't. <laughs> I don't know how to play these kind of we'll games. We'll give him to Lee. He'll figure it out. <laughs> I'll figure Ooh, it out. Right. Are you talking about Magic? I heard some ladies trapped in a hellport. What? On your radio. <laughs> what? I love that commercial for the Magic the Gathering game. Oh, see, I haven't paid attention. <laughs> the only commercial I pay attention to is, and no sugar! <laughs> Every time I, I woke up to that three uh, times in a row, God. Like, I hate you. And <laughs> Boar's Head has spent a ton of money on us, so I have to hear that old guy with the loose dentures <laughs> say Chipotle. I was going to text Chipotle. you. Chipotle. Chipotle. I was going to text you the other morning because I was driving to work. And that commercial was on. I was like, it sounds like this guy wants to fuck this lunch meat. <laughs> like, he's really, that, like... That announcer has been around. Chipotle. He has been around forever. I know, I mean, and, 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 and when you get your dentures later in life, you, you, you tend to sound like, you know, oh, you, it, sometimes you just can't get around it. Get Mexico. And they gave him a whole lot of complicated words. Yeah. Chipotle. Chipotle. And the other Chipotle. commercial that I feel so bad when I listen yeah. to it is the kids with asthma. I like which one? Sometimes it feels like there's a hole in my lungs. And I'm like, and I'm like, oh god, they're so adorable. <laughs> hey, I, I did want to, uh, I did want to leave on a high note from my side of it. Um, oh yes, yes. Yeah, we 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 actually uh, thanks to, in, in part to uh, quite a few of our geek show listeners did hit our Kickstarter goal for yeah, yeah! Uh, for for our restaurant, which will be opening in mid June. If all the stars come into alignment and if we can get the right people to come and inspect the restaurant. But that, you know, that's the bureaucracy thing that gets really, really difficult. But, yeah, we, we actually hit just, just shy of $9,000. Nice. So Eat long and pretty, prosper. Yeah, very much so. So excited for that fried chicken. So, uh, um, <laughs> no. No, it's... I think you missed the... I, I think you missed the, the point of the restaurant. The, Damn it. It's, it's a, a chicken fried broccoli. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we bread it and deep fry it. <laughs> that's actually delicious. It is. It is. It does sound good. delicious. No, if anybody's that's what tempura now is. Now that, now that you said that, I want to go to theirs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if, any, if anybody's converting me to veganism, it's Rachel. Yeah, she's, right. she's become the mad uh, scientist of vegan food. It's so kind good. of amazing what she's coming up with. So. <laughs> And if we can just keep the taggers from spray painting our building, I think we'll be uh, we'll be. Someone spray painted the building. Oh yeah. Oh, and nice. smash one of our flower pots. Oh, it's, cool. It's awesome. I love being in business. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't even opened the fucking doors yet, and we have damage. Hey, to fix. you're a job creator. <laughs> yeah, I am. All right. No, I'm sorry. When you're a small businessman, you're not a job creator. Yeah. You're surviving. <laughs> 
Well, that's is that good? I think so. All right, finish this off, sir. Bait Fox News into talking about more hands. There you go.